Hi everyone, Laura Johnson here, and I'm one of your co-hosts of the Back to Basics podcast. We had such a great time recording our episode with Angel Russell, who you may know as Professor Sex and the head of education at Tickle.Life. And unsurprisingly, our conversation went really long. So once again, we're breaking this episode into two parts. This first part is focused on defining different terms related to ethical non-monogamy, and next week we'll be answering questions about ENM and busting some misconceptions. This episode is sponsored by premium adult porn streaming service, Adult Time. Adult Time, porn done differently. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into it. friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And today, as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, our in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? Hey, everybody. Happy December. I'm doing great. Ah, me too. And mm-hmm. today... We have an awesome special guest, Angel Russell. You may know them as Professor Sex or at Sex Educator on Instagram. They are also our Director of Education and the COO of Tickle.Life. Angel is a queer, non-binary, ACS certified sex educator, research sexologist, certified sexual assault victims advocate, and author. Angel has more than 10 years experience as a sexuality educator, and they are here to talk with us and give us some sex education about our topic, ethical non-monogamy. So with Angel's help, we're going to define ethical non-monogamy and some related terms, talk about experiences and bust some common misconceptions. So welcome Angel and thank you so much for being here. And <laughs> that you. was a mouthful. That was a <laughs> mouthful, this is a lot. I need to figure out like a one-liner like bio. That was great. Thank you. Yes. No, I, I love it. And uh, when I, when I've introduced Lulu in the past uh, for like clubhouse and stuff, like I yep. run out of, I run out of breath, like talking about all of her accomplishments. So between Lulu's the two amazing. of you, it's like, oh my God, uh, so much knowledge Ooh. here in this virtual room right now. All right, so let's get into some terms, and I'm going to start off with defining ethical non-monogamy and consensual non-monogamy, and then we can maybe talk about that a little bit. So ethical non-monogamy, as defined by an article by the BBC, is relationships involving more than two adults who consent to the arrangement, and consensual non-monogamy, as defined by an article on Tickle.Life by Matt, CNM is an umbrella term used to describe relationships that do not follow a standard, exclusive partnered relationship. Polyamory, open relationships, and swinging are just a few examples of CNM. So... Angel, as the expert in ethical non-monogamy, uh, what do you think of those definitions? 
I, I mean, they're fine. They're good. They're yes. I actually have been really moving away from using like ethical and consensual in front of okay. monogamy. Like we don't have to do that for monogamy. We don't say like, oh, I practice ethical monogamy. We just say mm. like, I practice monogamy. Right. <laughs> and the assumption is that if you're not doing it ethically, you're cheating. There's other words for not being ethical. Right. Like, yeah. so I, it's, it's like, I don't have to. So, so I just feel like, and there's kind of a movement in the community to sort of drop the E and the C, but when you're new and you're looking out for information, those mm. are the terms you're going to come up against. You're going to see ethical non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy. They're roughly interchangeable. It just means that like your situation is more than the two of you and everybody's gay. Everybody gets it. Everybody's in on it. And so the level of in on it is different for everybody. The level of sharing is different for everybody. The configurations, there's about as many ways to do non-monogamy as there are people who do it, but those are really good, like foundational things. But I, yeah, I, I just like to say like non-monogamous. I feel like that, that covers Got it. it. No, that's awesome. And I, and I appreciate that you're talking about like the evolution of the terms, because like, again, like if you're new to it, you're not going to be exposed to those discussions. So it's important to know that like this language is ever evolving. So thank you for that. Yeah. So let's get into some more specific forms of non-monogamy. Uh, so we'll start with polyamory and Angel, you have a really great episode with Gaia on the Tickle.life podcast where you've talked about polyamory. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes and I encourage everyone to listen. And so I'm taking the definition from the description of that episode. So, (laughs) So polyamory literally means many loves. Poly equals many, amory equals loves. It is a version of consensual ethical non-monogamy that refers to engaging in or being open to engage in multiple simultaneous romantic relationships. Sometimes there's sex, sometimes there isn't, and there are almost as many ways to do or be polyamorous as there are people who call themselves poly, but the unifying keys are ethical behavior and consent. So is poly also an umbrella term based on that definition, like non, non or like ENM or CNM? Or is people it more specific? use it that way? Like, it, okay. okay, so technically it's specific. It's, it's technically uh-huh. describing, I mean, there are multiple types of non-monogamy, but it's like, it's, it's, it's definite or, or multiple types of polyamory. Like there's multiple ways to kind of approach it, but mm-hmm. it is people use polyamory. People will describe themselves as polyamorous and then tell, like, talk about their relationship. And I want to go like, that's not what polyamory is like. And so like, <laughs> yeah. um, I, it's, and I think it's because there was like a Showtime show about it. Mm-hmm. And there's all the TV shows about polygamy. And so that yes. poly word feels familiar to people. And right. so people think like, especially when you're new, again, you're still kind of learning the language and trying to figure out what works best for you. You go to the things that are represented, like, and what's represented the most is like polyamory or again like if you're watching TLC like polygamy which is not the same thing but it feels and sounds like a similar mm, word sure. and so I think that's why people um use the word uh, probably more often than maybe it deserves to be used but it just means it literally just means like multiple simultaneous loving relationships and it's more about an orientation towards that so like I can be polyamorous Mm -hmm. and not actually be practicing polyamory or I can like be in just one like a relationship with just one person but still be poly like still identify as polyamorous like Mm -hmm. it um it's about like a mind it's it's a mindset so so that and that being a difference with 
um, those people, again, like you referenced the TLC channel, because I do watch Sister Wives. So there is a, they've, they're always practicing. It, that's a part of when they say part of their culture, that's, you know, I've heard them say that's their religion, that's what they've always been and always been grown up in. So that's different than what you're expressing to say, listen, in my heart, I'm always going to be non-monogamy, but this month, this year, these couple of times, I'm just with one person. But at any given time, I can decide now I want to bring one or two other people into my situation only. Yeah, yeah. The big distinction there is that polygamy is about marriage. And oh, so okay. it's like once you're married, it's harder to dip in and dip out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that polygamous people never get divorced or never break up. But generally speaking, poly- polygamy is about plural marriage, where polyamory is about plural relationship. And so that's why there's a little bit more fluidity in like how the dynamic can look. But in either case, kind of the foundational thing is my approach to relationships is sort of going to be guided by that set of that understanding of what relationships look like. Okay. Right. And I want to ask, because some people I'm not sure they're thinking it, is Mm -hmm. there a different, in quotation marks, umbrella if you decide that you are a vulva owner (laughs) and you decide that you want to have one just penis owning people as partners opposed to if you want to have penis and vulva owners um, as your partners. Is there a different term to be used? Is it still under the poly umbrella? Because I know a lot of times people say, no, but I'm this kind of, because I oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind. like I'm like, like if I'm a, if I'm a woman with all husbands or a yeah. man with all wives. So in the, in the marriage, like side of it in the polygamy side mm-hmm. of it, there, there are specific terms. I think like polyandry is multiple, multiple husbands, um, husbands and then polygamy is plural marriage. And I don't remember the multiple wives is like Mm -hmm. a different term too, but so there is a term for that, but in polyamory, it it not, I mean, I haven't maybe, but not one that's widely used. Like communities do kind of have their own language, but um, some like queer communities just won't use the word poly or polyamory. Like uh, polyamory really has an interesting history of being like the word, not the concept, but the word polyamory was coined by um, an older white couple. Um, and so it kind of has some, the community kind of has some stuff to work out in terms of representation and okay. in terms of inclusion. And um, so communities of color don't always use that language and queer communities don't always use that language, but they may be practicing something that looks like that. Um, and okay. so those are more the differences we see, but in terms of like, um, there is some, so if you are, let's say that you're um, in a, you're in a polyamorous relationship and your rule is, so, so what'll happen is it'll be a new couple. And they watched that Showtime show and it was really hot. And they were like, oh, let's bring a third person into the relationship. (laughs) And it's usually like a straight looking or seeming white couple is like the, usually what we see. I mean, it could be anybody, but that's sort of like the the textbook. So like a straight couple and you've got, um, they they don't want to threaten the marriage. And so they'll create like a rule that it can only be like other women that get brought in. And so that's called a one penis policy. 
And the community, if you come into like community boards and you have like a one penis policy, you'll get pretty roasted because there are some ethical questions about like limiting, like, is it really an open situation? Like, can you really call that polyamory? Is that really ethical? If you're limiting outside partners just based on their genitalia, like, Mm. you know, and is that transphobic? And there's like layers to why that might be a problem, which is a little outside the scope of like a basics episode. But like, Mm -hmm. there's definitely discussions around how relationships might look if you're sort of isolating to certain genders and stuff, but in terms of like calling it something, it's usually just non-monogamy or polyamory, or if you're swinging, you're swinging with whatever. And now an ad from our sponsor, Adult Time. Launched in 2018, Adult Time is a streaming service exclusively for adults. It is a platform built by fans who believe in a future where mature audiences can safely, securely, and proudly have a place in their lineup for premium award-winning adult content. Dubbed the Netflix of porn by mainstream media outlets, Adult Time offers an extensive catalog of over 250 channels, 60,000 episodes, and 8-plus new releases per day from some of the most recognized studios, including Girls' Way, Pure Taboo, Burning Angel, Fantasy Massage, 21st Sexury, and Vivid Entertainment, alongside exclusive original series, feature films, and much more. Adult Time. Porn done differently. Right. That's a nice conversation. I like to just be a fly on the wall just to sit down and take notes. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So uh, let's move on to the next one. We have swinging. And this is defined um, on an article by Tickle.life by um, sexual revelation. And it states that swinging refers to people who enjoy having sex or even carrying on full-on relationships with more than one person at a time. What swinging looks like can differ from relationship to relationship. In some, both partners seek out one partner to enjoy time with together. Sometimes each partner seeks out their own sexual partners for pleasure. And then I will talk about open relationships. So this is um, from a book called The Ethical Slut by, by Janet Hardy. And Open relationships refer to a relationship in which the people involved have some degree of freedom to fuck and or love people outside the relationship. (laughs) Hence, an eight-person group marriage may be either open or closed. So can you talk a little bit about the nuances with like swinging versus poly versus open relationships? Yeah. Okay. You're gonna so pass actually, by that eight people though. You're gonna pass by the eight I'll come, people. No, though? I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about both. And I feel like I can be concise because this comes up a lot. So yeah. poly is about relationship, mm-hmm. swinging is about sex. And okay. so like that definition, I, I'm not gonna ever tell anybody what to call their own relationship. But from right. an educator's perspective, general, most common use of the language. When we're talking about relationships, we're not usually talking about swinging. In fact, for most swingers, relationships are against the rules. Oh, like the deal is it's just, it's sex and not feelings. The deal Mm -hmm. is like, we're like wife swapping, but, or, you know, partner swapping, but, but once you catch feels like it's too much move on. So like, that's a lot of the, and again, that's not how it looks for everybody. Y'all don't write me letters. Like, I know that's a blanket statement, but I, if I, I don't know if I would define it the way that it was defined by the other person, but their mm-hmm. community might use it that way. And that I'm, this stuff like is really fluid. Okay. Um, the open relationship thing. 
So uh, you can be in a closed, like, like, okay, eight people. Let's maybe pare it down to three, which is probably easier. <laughs> Let's say that there's- like, Do I even know us. eight people? <laughs> I know, right? Especially eight people I want to be around that much. Like, okay, so let's, let's say there's three of us and we're all in a relationship together and we're allowed to date whoever we want and, or date within certain boundaries. And so we might still date, maybe one or more of us will form other relationships outside of the three of us, but the three of us all live together. That would be like an open version of that triad relationship where everybody's still open to do the things that, to like date and form relationships in some way. A closed triad would be those same three people but they're not dating or bringing new people in. There's the same way in a monogamous marriage that the rules are, it's just the two of you. And so there's an assumption of like a fidelity to that. It's called, in fact, that's called polyfidelity. It's there's multiple, more than two people, but we're still committed to just this group. So if there were to be interest, like, you know, you can't, you can't help it. You notice somebody, they spark your eye. There would be a lot of boundaries and discussions around what that would look like and if another person could even be brought in. And a lot of times everyone in the group has to kind of be on board with it because there's a lot of very carefully curated things happening in the group. And so we don't want to throw the group dynamics off where with something that's more open, like I'm, I'm uh, non-monogamous and I'm like I, my partner, like Steve doesn't have veto power over who I date, but he also doesn't have to okay. date the people I date. So if he doesn't like someone I'm dating or I don't like someone he's dating, like if they're cruel or something, that's one thing. But if we just don't like get along or we're not going to be best friends, like that's okay. And I don't right. get to tell him no, just because I don't like get along. With so is there, is it like, which I think in my mind is probably for some people there probably is, but like, you know, like a contract or not per se written, but it's a clear understanding of what we expect from each other. And if we decided to change anything, is there a roundtable discussion? What things do you do? People usually have things that are non-negotiable. Like, okay, if you come with this thing right here, that's a deal breaker. Like, I'm not even going to entertain the thought of it at all. Because, you know, we, TikTok has really made <sighs> lifestyles of any kind. We're like, oh yeah, I can try that. And, you know, it, it's just... I think unfair because, you know, for a lot of people, this is what they've been doing their entire life. And for now, people just to kind of think I can just jump into it like it's nothing, like it's a new pair of jeans, you know, and not really understand what you're partaking in. It's a little insulting, if you were, to be honest. It's insulting. No, that's a good way to put it. It, it can be insulting for people to just be like, oh, that looks easy. I could do that. Mm -hmm. And it, but as insulting as it is, it's a, it's a little like laughable maybe too, because I just know that that is going to end in heartbreak for the people involved. Because I try to tell people monogamy, it's like the difference between monogamy and non-monogamy is like if monogamy is football and non-monogamy is tennis, like they're just totally different things. Yeah. And so when you, if you are coming from a really heavily monogamous space and you're interested in non-monogamy, it you can't do non-monogamy with the same mindset you do monogamy with. And so a yeah. lot of people try to make all the same like rules and boundaries and stuff that they use in monogamy. And they try to kind of apply those to their non-monogamy 
And then they're like, why isn't this working? And they get very mad. And then they're like, well, poly sucks. And people who do poly are, I don't know how they do it. And they're very disparaging of the structure instead of realizing like, it's just two completely different things. And they're like, they don't play by this. The, the whole mindset is different. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but and there's a lot of negotiation. There has to be, but honestly, monogamous people should be doing this too. Monogamous mm-hmm. people should also be sitting down and talking about what is and is not a deal. How many times have you heard of a couple who, didn't know that one of them hated porn until after the other one started watching it or whatever, oh, you know, like, one, oh, so much. Yeah. So or, much. Or, yeah. And so we don't, a lot of times we assume their partner has the same boundaries we have or, or understands where the limits are or that their rules are what constitutes the relationship. It seems so obvious to us. So we assume it for them and we don't, it's unspoken until a boundary gets crossed. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know what the, the what the saying is: when you assume, you make an ass out of yourself. So, uh huh, exactly. Um, and so I think that like people coming from monogamy who are not used to having those conversations, that's the first skill set they have to learn is yeah. how to start explicitly discussing things that it never occurred to you to discuss before. And so you just, but there's a lot of tools out there. It's not like read a book you'll figure it out. Like a lot of it is experience driven, but it is. There's a lot of tools, there's coaches, there's um, really supportive groups of people who want you to succeed and who are rooting for you. So I just tell people like, spend a lot of time learning, go really slow. That's the other thing too, is people get so excited about it and they wanna jump in and just do all the things and not do any kind of like education. Uh And so then they rush through. And remember, these are like other humans that you're experimenting with. And so we don't want to treat people like playthings and we don't want to treat people like need fulfillment machines. Mm-hmm. And so moving oh. slow means that we, and that's what ethical non-monogamy is really about. It's about acknowledging the agency and autonomy of the other people involved and respecting their like personhood. And that's a skill that a lot of people don't know they don't have until they're like breaking hearts and getting their hearts broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. That's so. deep. That's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Thank you so much for joining us. We'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. To find more of Angel's work, visit ProfessorSex.com and check out their Back to Basics videos on the Tickle.life YouTube channel. If you have a question for us, please email us at podcast at Tickle.life. That's podcast with a T, singular, at Tickle.life. And here's a little holiday message from all of us at Back to Basics. Happy New Year's to you (laughs) all. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2022 with some fresh content. And so have a happy, safe, and healthy holiday. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Toodles. Thank you.